Hey, what is going on, guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the two-game NFL uh, main slate on Saturday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you guys play NBA DFS, make sure to check out my video breaking down the nine-game Friday slate. I also make content for NBA Top Shot and NFL NFL All Day. If you guys are not familiar with either of those, again, I have videos up at my uh, channel explaining those. Uh, you know, For Top Shot, I have a lot of videos breaking down some strategies. So um, again, if you're interested, go ahead and check that out. Um, if you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link is down below. It is called the DKDFS Show. And premium content, I offer that on Patreon.com. I offer NFL and an NBA package. We cover the main we cover the showdown slates. If that's something that interests you, again, more information down below. I would like to thank the sponsor of this video, Prize Picks. Guys, Prize Picks is a player pop site where you can, there's a lot of different ways you can play. Um, you can take over under and passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards, touchdowns, interceptions. Uh, you can take over under and fancy points if you want to. You can mix and match. You can pick. So basically, you pick two to five player props and you can win up to 10x your money. Again, you can have a couple from NFL, a couple from NBA. They have college sports, which is really cool. They have golf, tennis, soccer, esports. Any any sport you can think of, Prize Picks has it. So if you guys want to try it out, make sure to sign up and use my code DKDFS. It is DKDFS, all one word, for a free 100% match up to $100. And as always, uh, I want to uh, thank you for your continued support uh, on these YouTube videos. If you guys do enjoy the free content, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Okay, guys, so we have a million dollars up top. So when I first saw this this two-game slate, I was like, ah, you know, we might see some of these teams resting starters. But technically, outside of Denver, all these teams, you know, have something to play for still. So um, it, it should be a decent one. Uh, as far as Vegas totals go... Um, 45 of a runner for the Chiefs and Broncos. The Chiefs are 11 and a half point favorites. And the Eagles, Cowboys are 43 and a half over under. The Cowboys are five point favorites. I think that makes sense, right? Both teams have shown they want to run the ball, especially the Eagles. But Cowboys recently, right, they've been relying more on the ground game. Um, so I think the low total there does uh, make some sense. But yeah, let's start off with quarterback. And we only have four quarterbacks to consider on the slate. Um, Mahomes is at the top at 7.5K. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes, right? What else really, really do we have to say? Ownership-wise, he'll probably be one of the more popular quarterback plays. I mean, he has really high ups. He can go for 35 fancy points, right? Um, the Chiefs are had the highest uh, total of the week, so or of this uh, of the day, I should say. So, um, yeah, no real downsides to say uh, about Mahomes other than the price. You know, he's the most expensive quarterback, but I think there's enough value uh, on the slate to, to get him in there if you want to go that direction. Uh, you have Dak Prescott at 6.8K. Again, Dallas has um, you know shown they want to run the ball a little bit more recently. Um, we'll keep an eye on Tony Pollard news. Uh, you know he His status is up in the air, so that's pretty big. But he has gone for 34 and 24 fans points the last couple of games. Uh, with Dak Prescott, you do have a little bit of rushing upside. But he's a guy that can go get you 20, 30 yards in the ground in the touchdown um, and I'm not super scared of the Eagles defensively either. So I think Dak makes for a decent option in the mid-range. I don't think the Dallas, like the top-end pass catchers, are going to be super popular. So, um, you know, you obviously can go to the Dallas stack there in GPPs. And then Jalen Hurts is 6'3". Again, the reason we like Jalen Hurts a lot is the floor of his uh, rushing upside. I mean, he can go get 70, 80 yards in the ground. Um, so yeah, that really boosts his floor. Uh, Dallas defense, you know, they've been uh, definitely better of late. So matchup-wise, it's fair. 
Uh, but again, he does provide that uh, rushing upside. And that's what you really like to see. Uh, 6.3K, I think, is a fair price point. So the top three quarterbacks, uh, I think, are all um, you know pretty close to Mahomes, Prescott, and uh, Jalen Hurts. No one's going to play Drew Locke. Um, I have a really hard time recommending him. He, he is really cheap, but like this Denver offense has been really tough to watch. I mean, they've been running two running backs all year. Um, they've just not been able to move the ball very well. I mean, the positive, I guess, with Drew Locke is it's going to be good game script. Like they're almost guaranteed to be playing from behind. So that plus the fact of he's going to be really, really low owned, I guess, are the positives for Drew Locke. All right, let's move on to running back. So let's go team by team here. Um, we'll start with Kansas City. Clyde edwards helaire already ruled out. So Darrell Williams at 5.9K, I think looks like a really solid play. At 14 carries, three catches, and three targets last week. And if you go ahead, I have the wide receivers up, but if you go ahead and take a look at the running back snaps last week, um, you can see Darrell Williams was used as kind of a bell cow back. Uh, he saw 80% of the snaps, which is you know really good for a running back. And he is sub- 6K, this is the game the Chiefs should be playing from ahead. He is involved in the passing game. I think Darrell Williams looks really, really safe. So, um, yeah, like him a lot there. On the Denver side, we kind of know the drill by now. It's going to be basically a 50-50 split with Williams and Gordon. I don't think the ownership is going to be hot, very high in either because it's hard to trust them. But if you want to go to either of those guys for tournaments, I have no issue with that. Just know it's probably going to be a 50-50 split unless one of those guys do end up getting injured. On the Dallas side, so as I said, we got to keep an eye on Tony Pollard news. He's questionable. Um, if Tony Pollard can't go, it's going to make me like Zeke quite a bit at 6'7". I know he's been kind of having a down year this year, but um, I would expect him to probably play 70-80% of the snaps if, if there's no Tony Pollard. So um, definitely would give a boost there to Zeke. Now, if Tony Pollard ends up playing, then you know between the two, probably still would be a small lean to Zeke. Um, but it would be pretty close. Tony Pollard has shown what he can do this year, right? I think a pretty talented running back. And then finally, Philadelphia. So this is a situation, situation we'll have to monitor. Miles Sanders is out. Howard and Boston Scott are both on the COVID list. Assuming neither of those guys get activated uh, before the game, then Kenny Gainwell most likely is going to be used as the uh, running back one. Now, we saw a situation earlier in the year uh, where the Eagles trolled everyone, right? It was a, a day where Miles Sanders was out. Kenny Gainwell was being used as the running back too. We all thought it was going to be Kenny Gainwell. And then it was just all Jordan Howard and Boston Scott. So all I'm going to say is you can never fully trust the Eagles. But yeah, 4.1K running back that would most likely start if Howard and Scott are out and his very good pass catcher will look really, really good. And they would most likely have to call up a Huntley or Johnson from the practice squad. So monitor that. Um, but yeah, Gainwell would look uh, really, really solid there if Howard and Scott are both out. All right, so moving on to wide receivers. Kansas City, uh, Tyreek Hill, 8K. Again, ceiling high, floor low, right? Just look at what the last six, seven games, 27, 20, 2, 11, 35, 3, 10. Um, so he's your typical boom or bust. Now, I think there's enough value uh, to definitely, if you want to get Tyreek Hill in there, you can get him in. Um, I just don't think he's someone, if you if you do play cash games uh, on a two-gamer, I probably wouldn't uh, consider Tyreek Hill. Definitely a tournament-only play. Now, as far as the number two wide receivers go, so 
Um, I was taking a look at the snap counts there for Kansas City last week, and we saw kind of a change. Like in previous weeks, it was Byron Pringle really establishing himself as the number two wide receiver. Well, last week was actually uh, Demarcus Robinson that played the most. He played 64% of the snaps. Um, Pringle, 48%. Hardman played 31% of the snaps. Now, um, of the three, of the three second receivers of Pringle, Hardman, Robinson, like Pringle to Hardman have more upside than Robinson. I know Robinson caught that touchdown, but he's really more out there for blocking. Um, so I think if I'm going to target one of the secondary wide receivers for the Chiefs, it would be Pringle or Hardman. Um, again, the snaps have been down on Hardman of late, so he's... I would say a little bit riskier than, than Pringle. I think Pringle has a, a few more opportunities. So um, definitely going to consider him. But uh, what you also have to factor in is you probably get some decent ownership in a guy like Byron Pringle. So in a larger field tournament, could you make the argument to go to like a Hardman or Robinson over him? Yeah, definitely. On the Denver side, so the the whole Denver offense, I think is going to be pretty low on this two-game slate. You never know. Crazy things could happen. Maybe Drew Locke goes for 300 yards and a couple touchdowns. And the Denver stack wins it, right? And again, no one is going to stack up Denver. Uh, but yeah, it's it's hard to be confident, right? The, the reason you're going to go to these Denver guys is ownership. They're all going to be pretty low, in my opinion. Um, Jerry Judy, uh, their number one wide receiver. Again, fine contrarian play. Sutton and Tim Patrick, neither stand out to me. Uh, their respective price points. Um, the other value wide receivers are out of play with, uh, again, Sutton and, and Patrick and Judy all, all healthy. So um, I think I have a little bit of interest in Judy um, and maybe a little bit in Court and Sutton. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to feel really good about these guys. Again, you're, you're going to go to them uh, for ownership purposes. Moving on to Dallas. So uh, CeeDee Lamb, 6.8K. Um, I think makes for a decent uh, play here in the mid-range. He's been a little bit quiet of late, but I'm not super worried. Like We know the talent level of CeeDee Lamb. And maybe the ownership drops in him a bit after recent kind of subpar performances. So um, like the discount we're getting at uh, with CeeDee Lamb, and I still think the upside is extremely high in him. Now with Amari Cooper, if you do play Amari Cooper, you're probably going to see him limp to the sideline a couple a couple times at least. You know, he's going to work with that tennis ball on the sideline and, and his hamstring. There's never been a game where I've seen where Amari Cooper does not leave for a bit to deal some sort of injury. So like, that's just always something you have to factor in. He is so injury prone. Um, but he's still a guy that has a lot of upside. 11 and 7 targets last couple of weeks. So in play for me, but probably GPP only. And Gallup, unfortunately, out for the year. It's going to be Cedric Wilson filling in as the uh, number three wide receiver. He's 4.2K. If you take a look at the snap counts last week, um, he basically just, like Gallup played the first half, then he got injured. And then Cedric Wilson basically just played like the entire second half. So. Um, they really only utilize three wide receivers. So um, I think Cedric Wilson makes for a pretty safe value. Now, uh, I will mention that the ownership will be somewhat inflated after that six catches, six target, and a touchdown game last week. But um, I think he's uh, he's going to have the opportunity, right? So uh, definitely a, uh, a solid value there with Cedric Wilson. And finally, Philadelphia. So the Philadelphia pass catchers, don't know if they get a ton of ownership just because Philadelphia is a run first team. Obviously, they get they have a lot of their op, a lot of their offense is Jalen Hurts keeping it himself. Uh, but of the uh, wide receivers here, Devontae Smith is the guy that has the most upside. He's at a price point where it's hard to prioritize him. Kind of like the Denver receivers, though. I think the reason you go to Devontae Smith is for ownership purposes. Should be relatively low. Uh, five, seven, and six targets last few weeks. So in play for GPPs. Uh, Quez Watkins. I mean, he does have big play upside. Um, last. 
three weeks, two, three, and four targets. So for, for tournaments, sure. And then Jalen Rager's the number three wide receiver. He's the flat men price, uh, three, four, and one target over the last three weeks. So I think the Eagles guys, uh, wide receivers at least, all in play for me for GPPs. And finally, tight end. So Kansas City, uh, we have Travis Kelsey, 7K. I think looks super, super safe. Um, you know, production's been a little bit up and down for him, but he's a guy that obviously is a red zone threat. He's most likely going to get, what, six to 10 targets, somewhere in that range. And um, yeah, I mean, he's still, he's getting up there in age a bit, but Travis Kelsey still has a lot left in the tank. So 7K price point, I think he looks super safe. On the Denver side, so uh, Noah Font had a good game last week. He had six catches and seven targets for a touchdown. Kind of an outlier. Um, plus, you had the price go up on him. So, again, more of a tournament-only play. Um, Albert O at 2.9K had two catches on two targets. For a large field tournament, I guess, right? Sure, he does have some some touchdown equity, but um, hard, hard to, on a two-game slate to play a backup tight end, right? And then Dallas, so again, Jarwin looks like he's not going to be activated. Um, Dalton Schultz, 5'3". I mean, he's just been playing the entire game, um, and he's been uh, extremely involved. Eight, nine, and ten targets. Um, I think a super safe play that is a little bit underpriced. So, yeah, like Dalton Schultz a good amount. And then on the Philadelphia side, this will be something to monitor. So Goddard and Stahl both on the COVID list. We'll have to see if... If they get activated, if not, it's going to be um, Tyree Jackson most likely used as the number one tight end. And then he would be in play as a punt play um, because he's really the only other tight end they have. So Philadelphia is a situation at tight end, at least. We'll have to keep an eye on that uh, to see if Goddard or Jack Stahl end up getting activated before the game. Um, but yeah, guys, I think that's going to do it for the video. So again, if you have been enjoying the NFL content, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Would really, really appreciate it, guys. Thanks again. Have a great day, and I'll see you guys all in the next video.